This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. So many people we have met have told us they feel like the war in Ukraine is, is their war, their fight. Now, this is because Georgia has also fought Russia, most recently in 2008, when Russia attacked this small country on the southeast edge of Europe. Polls show that people here want their leaders to do more, to stand with Ukraine, to support Ukraine, and their president, Salome Zorabishvili, agrees, which has actually landed her in quite a bit of trouble. We're going to ask her about that. We're headed to her residence to meet her. The presidential palace is all lit up at night, Georgian and Ukrainian flags side by side, framing the front steps. Inside, we're shown to her office. Hi, Mary Louise Kelly, NPR. Very nice to meet you. We sit and note that tomorrow will mark one month since the invasion. And I ask President Zorbichvili her impression of how it's going. Uh, I think the first surprise is probably for the Russian leadership, for Vladimir Putin himself, who probably uh, did not think that it would last uh, that long, that was expecting something very different. Uh, And uh, in fact, he has uh, gotten a completely different picture. Uh, He has uh, really united the Ukrainian population in a way that uh, probably didn't expect. He has united Europeans in a way he didn't expect. Uh, And he has not been able, uh, by the show of force, by this aggression, to uh, obtain the reddition of the uh, Ukrainian uh, leadership. You have been speaking out very forcefully uh, about the need to stand in solidarity with Ukraine. Many people worldwide have been speaking up about the need to stand in solidarity with Ukraine. Not very many people are getting sued for that, but that is the prospect facing you. Uh, what is going on? Yeah. Well, that's internal Georgian politics, which yes. is very difficult to, to explain outside. I'm not being sued. Uh, but this is about, just to give a little bit of background uh, to people listening in America who haven't followed every twist and turn of Georgian politics, um, right after the invasion, you traveled to Paris and Brussels to say, we need to stand with Ukraine. Um, And a couple of weeks later, the government here, the ruling party, said that trip was unauthorized and unconstitutional. Was it? Well, one can always uh, discuss the uh, interpretation. The Georgian constitution limits quite a lot the powers of the president. But at the same time, uh, it also includes uh, a duty for the president and for everyone to do the utmost and whatever is possible to facilitate and promote and accelerate the uh, European and Euro-Atlantic integration of Georgia. So it depends which one you look at. Uh, And again, I'm not very concerned. I was going to ask if this lawsuit, uh, prospect of a lawsuit was an effort to silence you. Um, And it sounds like, A, you're not that concerned, (laughs) and B, the fact that I'm asking you about it in a nationally broadcast interview suggests that if that was the effort, it didn't work. No, it didn't work, and it doesn't work, and I'm giving uh, very many interviews because I think it's very important at this stage uh, that uh, Georgia be on the map Uh, for two reasons. One is that we should have the whole attention because clearly there are also uh, risks for Georgia, although not immediate, I would say. 
uh, but we are in a place, in geostrategically, in a place where, which is under constant, uh, and you have been seeing that under constant pressure uh, from Russia, uh, but also uh, on the positive side, because there are these new windows of opportunities that are opening up and we are going to live in a different world, I think it's important that Georgia be present to seize uh, all the opportunities uh, that will be uh, possible. Explain why not every political leader in Georgia might be so outspoken. Why Why some might be wary of antagonizing well, Russia? I think, I think it's a question of uh, maybe personality also. Uh, clearly, but I mean the, the central dilemma for Georgia, which is the risk of antagonizing a much yeah, bigger neighbor. And I do not disagree. I mean, there there is a question of presentation also. Uh, I do not fundamentally disagree with the fact that being in Georgia, being a country that is occupied, and you have seen how close this is to the to the capital, that uh, we uh, have to be more cautious uh, in our statements and our uh, positions than, let's say, the Baltic states uh, that are now covered by Article 5 of NATO. So uh, we are in this dilemma of uh, not confronting uh, uh, Russia, not provoking at least uh, Russian reactions, but at the same time keeping uh, our principles, which is uh, solidarity with Ukraine, uh, which is our closeness with European Union and uh, NATO. But it's interesting hearing you talk about this moment as an opportunity for Georgia. I mean, it's an awful moment, obviously. Nobody wants to see yeah, the suffering. Nobody's, uh, we're seeing in Ukraine. But what is the opportunity you see for your country in this moment? Well, Ukraine has opened, uh, in fact, a window of opportunity uh, with the European Union in the most visible manner. Uh, and in fact, Ukraine has presented the first its candidature to the, uh, to the European Union, which was not expected in the uh, near future, uh, followed by Moldova and Georgia. Um, you just applied this month to yes, join the EU. Mm -hmm. Right after uh, Ukraine. And there is a serious rethinking of uh, what should be the treatment reserved to these countries uh, that are so close, uh, that are uh, in terms of security under uh, serious uh, pressure. Uh, but that will be the, the case for after the war, this discussion, and that's where everybody has to be ready. Uh, and it means that we'll have to do our part of the work, of course, of uh, the reforms that will still be necessary. It's not a question of uh, the door being open without any uh, demands and uh, uh, any uh, objectives for right. us to be met. But it sounds like you're saying events in Ukraine totally not within your control, but one way or the other, they're going to very much alter the course of events here in Georgia, in the country. I think they're going to alter the course of events for everyone. Uh, nobody will be the same after this war, uh, whenever that will be, uh, and whatever the circumstances of the end of the war, uh, neither the United States nor Europe, uh, most of the countries will be changed after uh, this war. Uh, we all know that there will be economic consequences for everyone, uh, and the decisions that are going to be made afterwards will also uh, affect uh, all the countries in different manners. 
Salome Zorbishvili is the president of Georgia. Madam President, thank you. Thank you very much. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. It's a high-stakes election year, so it's not enough to just follow along. You need to understand what's happening so you are fully informed come November. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast, our political reporters break down important stories and backstories from the campaign trail so you understand why it matters to you. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.